Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, May 7th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioli Jr. And joining me is Tim Ma Fucking Yetis. What, Tim Host? How you doing, Bless? Tim, I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. Feeling good today. Today's the start of the next generation, or at yes, least the start is. of the beginning of the next generation. The start of the reveals, which is later start of the than, reveals. than normal. I mean, like, think about this, right? It's May 7th. We're expecting these consoles in November, and it's like this is now the start. It's kind of exciting when you think about it that way. Yeah, I mean, it's very unconventional, right? Because like we got technically the reveal started last year with the PlayStation Wire True. articles and the Game Awards box reveal of the Xbox Series X, but now we're getting actual game uh, streams, which is really mm-hmm. exciting. We'll talk a, a lot about about that. Um, but yeah, aside from that, before we get into that, Tim, one, I want to commend you on the on the color layout you got going on. Thank you got you. the Xbox screen. There we go. Thought thought I would notice. I definitely noticed off the bat. Uh, and then you got the peep chilling in the background, which I'm not sure. I'm, I'm still I'm still out of the loop of, of on the on the peep thing because I think that was like a that's definitely like a show that I'm not on where that was like a meme. That might have been kind of funny podcast. podcast. Yeah, definitely. It all st- there's not much of a story. Uh, Greg no? and Jen bought some peeps for their house, and then Nick thought it'd be funny to buy all of us peeps. That's the extent of it. That's Nick's okay. Because I'm always like, do I do I acknowledge the peep? Do we, no. Is this like a thing where I had to pretend that the peep's not there? Blessing, I'm going to be extremely clear with you right now. You do not acknowledge the peep until it acknowledges you, okay? Fair. I will not we go. make a peep about the peep. Tim, today's stories include a look at Nintendo Switch sales, an inside Xbox roundup, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when you get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash Games, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily i'm still scared of the pound because again kevin built this desk he made he 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 made it uh, a, pur- a purposeful thing to tell me that he didn't include all the screws and so every time i bang i'm like this could be the last one this could be the last bang for it all all falls, falls apart mm-hmm. isn't it right kevin i didn't make it a purposeful thing to tell you i didn't include the screws i realized oh i was like oh shit i didn't bring enough screws and you were like, what do we do? What do we do? His blessing impression so good. <laughs> and also, like, his arm was, like, twitching out of control. That's how your arms it. are. It's yeah. crazy. That's how accurate that, it is. Is that how? It's like when I'm dancing. Um, but, yeah, like, I add like I add things to this. Like, my PS4 is here now. I have a monitor that, that's here now. Just things stand keep on it. Added. What are you and if everything of? falls, do you know the value of everything on this desk right now? Uh, At least $500. Yeah. <laughs> Which doesn't sound like much. But to me, that's a whole lot of money that right there. there. I can't just replace a PS4. If I hit up Greg, he might be actually be able to replace it for me. But still, to be a part of the show, head to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post show. Now it's time for some housekeeping. The core before, stream before you is get happening. Into the core stream stuff. I want to say that right now you can watch our live reactions to the Inside Xbox uh, show. Yeah, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. It's all up there. Me, you, Greg, Andy, Snowbike, Mike make an appearance on his birthday. Go check that stuff out whenever, whenever you want. But later today, oh yeah, later today we're doing a core stream. Again, uh, core. I've talked about this all week, but core is the game uh, where you whip up your own multiplayer video games, pu- video games, publish them, uh, and play them with the world. That's happening today at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, you can join Greg, Andy, and the developers of Core as they create games and test them out with you. That's right. Go download the Core Alpha right now at CoreGames.com and play whatever 
they create live on twitch.tv slash games and follow at core games on twitter for updates uh thank you to our patreon producers Mohammed Mohammed, blackjack and al tribe has been today we're brought to you by manscaped but i'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the Europa report it's time for some news we have four stories today starting with our number one uh nintendo switch has surpassed 55 million in unit sales i'm pulling this from matthew handrahan at gamesindustry.biz who writes the nintendo switch has passed 55 million units sold in the fiscal year ended march 31st 2020 boosted by the strong performance of animal crossing and pokemon nintendo earned 12.2 billion dollars in the financial year up nine percent over an already strong fiscal 2019 the japanese company made a profit of 2.4 billion dollars up 33 percent year on year it was a good year for first-party software, with Pokemon Sword and Shield reaching 17.37 million units by the end of March, and Animal Crossing New Horizons selling 11.77 million units, despite launching just 11 days before the end of the accounting period, which is wild. Let me say that, say that again, right? Animal Crossing New Horizons sold 11.77 million units, despite launching just 11 days before the, the end of the accounting period. Holy wild. shit. Animal Crossing New Horizons' uh, strong performance continued with the game reaching 13.4 million units in the six weeks following its launch. Luigi's Mansion 3 and Super Mario Maker 2 also performed well, and Nintendo said that 27 Switch games sold 1 million units during the fiscal year. Overall, 169 million units of software were sold on the Switch during fiscal year 2020, up 42% year-on-year. Nintendo said that of the revenue earned through software, 34% 34% came from digital sales, a significant increase on the 24.8% share in the prior year. Hardware sales were also strong despite widespread supply problems, with more than 21 million units of the Switch sold, an increase of 24% over the, the previous fiscal year. Within that total, 6.2 million units were sales of the Switch Lite. The Nintendo Switch has now sold 55.8 million units in total, with 356 million software sales. Nintendo's mobile mobile business uh, remained a, re- a relatively minor concern despite the high-profile launch of Mario Kart Tour. Uh, the division earned $481 million, up 11.5% over the last year. Tim, there's a lot of numbers there. Dude, there is, you man. And yeah. they're, they're all great numbers. Uh, we saw that Super Mario Party has crossed the $10 million mark, which is extremely impressive for, for that game. Um, even though I didn't love that game that much, and I feel like it definitely was not supported to the extent that it should be. I think that uh, it's really exciting to see some of Nintendo's smaller uh, titles in their their library of IP kind of hidden these giant numbers. Other things to to look at that you didn't mention here, but Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses selling extremely well, well on its way to uh, be the highest selling Fire Emblem title of all time. Currently, it's number two behind um the fates but that technically was three different games so there's a you know there was a lot more people buying two versions and blah 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 adding it up but by the end of this year for sure three houses will be the highest selling one um so that's pretty crazy but other very impressive numbers here obviously animal crossing being insane going from that 11.7 million in yeah just 11 days all the way up to now 13.4 million that game's going to keep on going and i wouldn't be surprised if it starts getting up to the the number one switch title uh numbers which is is really insane other things to keep in mind here smash brothers ultimate smash brothers ultimate these numbers are showing that 
over a million copies were sold just in the first quarter of 2020. Like that's the power of Nintendo IP just coming back and consistently selling over time. Um, crazy stuff. Yeah, super crazy stuff. Of course, Animal Crossing getting to, to 13.41 million. Bumps that up over Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee already, um, right? And Pokemon Sword and Sh- po- Pokemon Sword and Shield is at seventeen point thirty seven million, right? As of uh, March thirty first, and so like it's it's crazy seeing Animal Crossing kind of kind of rise among the ranks. And I'm curious, yeah, like one, does it hit that number one spot? Seemingly, there's a big possibility that it will. And then also like, how does that change the way that Nintendo then treats Animal Crossing going forward? Because I'm sure they looked at Animal Crossing as one of their um like one of their biggest franchises obviously but now like legitimately it is like one of their best-selling uh franchises on the switch which makes me think like whatever whatever the future is for not not even just animal crossing new horizons which we're gonna see post post launch content for right they had that roadmap that they revealed a few weeks ago i wonder now like whatever the next animal crossing is like What's it going to look like? Are they going to make spinoffs akin to what we see with Mario? Right, like there's a billion well, Mario spinoffs. Of course, that's Mario with Animal Crossing but, on the Wii U. Oh, well, never forgot. What was Animal Crossing on the Wii U? The stupid board game that was like a shitty Mario Party is real bad. Um, right? Do we see like uh, I know for Zelda they they had a Link's crossbow training? Do they have Animal Crossing? I don't know, man. Tom Nook t- teaches you taxes. Like, what, what does that look like in the future? <laughs> yeah, I'm man, it's curious. it's it's crazy. Like, when you when you look at this, it's like, all right, so the these Pokemon Sword and Shield numbers are so ridiculously impressive for how long the game's been out, making it the fourth highest selling Pokemon title of all time, and Pokemon being a juggernaut of of sales. It's this. I saw some projections that at the end of the day, Sword and Shield's probably going to be the second Pokemon game right behind Red and Blue and Yellow. Like, that's pretty crazy to think about uh pokemon yeah. game selling that well um these days even and i feel like that's just a testament to the switch mario um uh, for the wii u the super mario brothers wii u deluxe creeping into the number 10 slot on the highest selling switch games like that's just nintendo just making like money hand over fist on on these ports and stuff and it's it's interesting to see the the wii u side of the the ports to the switch kind of drying up that well isn't that deep anymore um and it's going to be interesting seeing nintendo like i we were talking about a couple days ago like what the rest of their 2020 looks like they can just keep cruising with these titles because the more high selling evergreen ip titles they have on the switch they're just going to keep these numbers going up like smash ultimate still selling a million in the last couple months is ridiculously impressive and if you start seeing that with animal crossing and mario kart and mario uh for wii u and all that stuff it's like that's that's insane yeah i'm shocked i'm not shocked but it's like internally it surprises me that um super mario brothers or new super mario brothers wii u outsells uh super mario maker 2 right like isn't that like a a weird thing and i I wonder what that kind of comes down to in terms of the mind of the consumer like people just want to buy a mario game and not want like the the extra complex stuff with it or like what is that I mean, 2D Mario sells, you know, it's like it, traditionally that's always been the case. And I feel like with the Switch, we saw uh, Mario Odyssey selling uh, as well as it did being kind of a surprise because 3D Mario titles sell great, but like usually not that great. I think the bigger surprise mm-hmm. being uh, Breath of the Wild uh, right now, the, the numbers are equal with Odyssey. And obviously so much of yeah. that has to do with the adoption rates when the Switch first came out and the 10 out of 10 reviews and all of that. But that's selling super well for a Zelda 
Um, but yeah, Mario Maker 2, I, I think that it's still, it is kind of a spinoff of the 2D Mario titles or Mario titles in, in general. And it sells, it's selling very well, but there's just a, there's something about 2D Mario games and the way that they get pushed that I, I don't think many things can rival. Yeah. So with that being the case, do we then expect another 2D Mario game sometime soon? Right. Cause like I, at, there was a certain point in time where I was like, certainly Super Mario Maker is going to replace new Super Mario Brothers, right? Certainly this is going to be the Mario going forward. But looking at the numbers, it seems like there, there's there's definitely money there in a traditional 2D Mario game over, and not, not saying that they have to make the choice at this point, because they'll just put out both, right? They can mm-hmm. make make Mario Maker 3 for the next console. But it seems like there's no there's no reason, there's no precedent for them to stop making original 2D Mario games. Yeah, you know, it's been just kind of pulling this out of my ass but it it must be right like this is the longest we've went without a a new 2d mario game since the gap between uh super mario world and new super mario brothers on the ds Mm -hmm. and uh, like that's pretty that's pretty crazy because that was a that was a drought (laughs) when you when you think about it back then um but yeah you know it's it there's all those rumors of the mario collections and all that stuff like there's definitely not a a lack of mario potential and titles and at this point mario isn't just one thing it is so many different things and again i'm not talking about spinoffs i'm talking about like core mario titles um where i feel like the pillars now are there's mario maker there's 3d um in the style of mario 64 and odyssey and stuff there's 3d in the sense of mario 3d world and 3d land and then there's just the traditional 2d mario games so add on remasters to that and all of a sudden it's like that's a that's a lot of content um mm. that they can keep going back to and pulling from on top of all these other franchises that we're, we're talking about like that are just these huge money makers and like luigi's mansion 3 selling well it's like that's awesome and i i love seeing nintendo get weird and kind of dive a little bit deeper than the things i just counted so do these numbers do anything for you in terms of what nintendo's year is because i know we we've talked about uh previously how like this year it has kind of a drought after animal crossing right and like if animal crossing is not your thing then this year is kind of a wash i saw imran tweeted this morning um the like the announced titles for fiscal year 2021 for nintendo right and it's xenoblade chronicles definitive edition coming may 29th um animal crossing with continuous uh, with releasing continuous updates clubhouse games right coming out june 5th and then you got the pokemon sword and shield expansions in uh june and fall and then um that looks in the fighters pass for x for um uh, super smash brothers ultimate like outside of that there's not really any confirmed uh nope. releases for 2021 do you think yeah. these, do these numbers do anything for uh, as far as like smoothing out like how our how we feel about that I mean, it, real talk, like these numbers and this uh, image that you're referring to that Imran posted that's from the the same call, like reaffirms everything that I said a couple of days ago, where it's just like, man, I personally am really disappointed and, and am bummed that I'm not getting new Nintendo games to play that I am very interested in. And there's no sign of me getting that anytime soon. And all of this backs that up because they're kicking ass. Like, why, why change what's, you know, working so well for them right now? And you know, just I feel like when all said and done, 2020 is going to be a real off year for, for Nintendo for yeah. me. And that's that sucks. I think for me, what it comes down to is like this year feels more down for me as a fan than than like how I view Nintendo as a business. Because like Animal Crossing, right, is a, is a, is a huge success, right? Like uh, them releasing, pro- them probably re- releasing like the Mario anniversary stuff 
probably like probably late fall you know that's gonna that's gonna keep this year somewhat afloat right but as a fan who 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 loves to play their games overall this year feels kind of like a like it feels it does feel like a wash but it's Look, hard for you to really like worry about the, what they're what how they're carrying themselves as a company i'm gonna be real honest man if if i knew that the mario titles were coming in in summer uh now i i'd be singing a completely different tune like i feel like that would be enough for me to to tide me over where i'm like okay well at least there's this thing that i'm interested in playing coming soon where it's like xenoblade chronicles like i'm, I'm gonna give it a shot like that's a game that i i never really tried much uh, when it first mm-hmm. came out and i'm um, you know now it's like i'm familiar with shulk a, a lot more because of smash brothers so i'm like all right i was looking at the trailers i'm like this looks kind of cool but like i don't think it's actually going to stick with me you know and like the yeah. the clubhouse games that could be fun for a little bit and whatever but i mean it's like, every time i every time i see a gameplay trailer of clubhouse games i'm like man this looks kind of i could i could probably get into this because it looks just like we play mixed with a little bit of Wii sports because they have like bowling and stuff in there too and that stuff's cool but it's just like and of course pokemon sword and shield and smash brothers like are you fucking kidding me yes i want all that stuff but i want that in addition to new titles even mm. ports of old titles like uh, just i need more than just what we're, we're looking at here because again it's like not everything's always going to speak to everyone and i understand that i can come off sounding like a brat where it's like well i don't like this it's like cool but every year for the, that we've had the switch there's been at least three there's been multiple things to pick from right like every- last year had last year had pokemon and luigi's mansion and fire emblem and mario mm-hmm. maker right like the, there's something for astral anyone Chain astral chain right like if you're a nintendo switch fan you have something to choose from even if like like for me i didn't get luigi's mansion 3 or fire emblem but i still got mario maker 2 and pokemon right and astral chain right and like you know that that's the kind of choice i feel like you want for if you're nintendo and you and you do have a, a limited amount of games coming to your system right whether that is because like third parties are, are focusing on other systems or because like you know you as as a first party you can only put put out so many games you, you still want to make sure there's enough so that there is that choice and yeah right now it doesn't feel like you have that choice in terms of what you want to play as a switch fan like you're probably playing games you're either you're either playing animal crossing or you're playing something that came out a year ago and dude not to be a broken record but it's like i am a nintendo fanboy and a nintendo history enthusiast and i was there during the droughts of the n64 and the gamecube and then the wii and then the wii u and it's like I'm starting to get these tinges where I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck, man. I don't like what I'm seeing here because it reminds me of times that, that were really bad for long stretches of time where the releases were way too far apart from each other. And I feel it even more because the last three years have felt the exact opposite where every month I had something to look forward to with a max of like a three-month break. But even during the three-month break, I knew what I was looking forward to. And I understand the world's in a different place right now but it wasn't and i went over this last time but it's like we've known about these games for a very long time at this point right like we could have heard about some stuff back in november or january or february or march before all of this started Mm. well tim that's nintendo Mm -hmm. let's talk about microsoft and what xbox is up to story number two uh it's time for an inside xbox roundup that's right we watched inside xbox we reacted to it live you can go to youtube.com so that's kind of funny games to watch our live reactions and our post show discussion because yeah i think we had a, we had very good conversations uh after the the stream ended of course it was me you greg andy and snowbike mike snowbike michael as, as i like to call him um <laughs> <laughs> i love that tim before we get into uh, a recap of what we saw what boil down what are your what are your feelings and your reactions to it to as we all know xbox really loves flops and here was another one Wow. 
wow, poetic yeah. poetry, Tim Gettys. Yeah. Hey, you know, real talk. It's like this, and you're seeing kind of the general reaction of people um, from this event on on Twitter and stuff. It's it it's kind of hard to put into words the the emotions that I have towards this, where it's just like, I feel like it's straight up is a disappointment. And it's like, there's always this talk of expectation and we should know what, what they're going to show going into this and all that stuff. And I, I just feel like for this being promoted as a first look at next gen gameplay, I, I just don't think that it was a smart call to kind of go with a, a more indie third party, uh, a to double a type game reveals when, you know, we, we, we're all kind of wanting to see these bigger titles. And I, I know that it's like, okay, well, they're not, might not be ready or this or that, but it's like, all right, then don't show us things like this. Yeah. I feel uh, kind of similarly where I was very underwhelmed by it, but going into it, I kind of kept my expectations very low because all we really knew was Assassin's Creed. And, you know, I think them announcing that Assassin's Creed was going to be there and saying that we're going to see third-party games on the next generation of consoles kind of spet, kind of set expectations uh, a bit too high because when you see Assassin's Creed associated with it, you're thinking, oh, okay, cool, there are going to be other announcements on the level of Assassin's Creed. Maybe we'll get Watch Dogs Legion. Maybe we'll get other AAA games. Maybe we'll get we'll get a Bethesda game or an, or an EA game, which I guess we did get an EA game, uh, being Madden 21, right? But nothing was really on the the same scope and size of Assassin's Creed. And so, yeah, like there are quite a few games, and we'll get into them right now, right? There are quite a few games there that excited me, but like overall the stream felt like it was like okay why are we here why wasn't all this just in like your i guess your original or your big blowout event right where it can everything can kind of boost each other up a bit more let me ask you a question bless you just said that there was a couple games that excited you did mm -hmm. they were the games that excited you or were there games that you were interested in games that i was interested in for sure like no there was no game here where i was like Oh fucking let's go like No More Heroes three right I didn't have like that kind of moment where I was where there was a game that spoke directly to me, um, but yeah like there are games I was very interested in like right like B Bright Memory Infinite looks dope, mm -hmm. um, Scorn looks cool, um, the medium looks looks really interesting to me I, I like that psychological horror type thing and the you know same composer as Silent Hill it's like that's hitting all the right notes for me of a a game that I might really enjoy. Um, mm -hmm. But I just, you know, being kind of like the first reveal of next-gen gameplay, we saw very little gameplay in this entire presentation. Yeah. That's another thing for me, too, where like a lot, quite a few of the trailers were cinematic trailers. And it's like, all right, cool. Like, you know, these aren't really doing it for me right now, um, especially when I was looking forward to seeing like next-gen gameplay. Let's, let's get into some of the games that were uh, shown off there, right? They start off with Bright Memory Infinite. Uh, by Playism, which is a which is was the uh, futuristic first-person shooter-looking game uh, with some futuristic cars and first-person driving, it looked pretty cool. Uh, they mentioned in the stream that it was created from the ground up by a single individual, which is like the craziest thing Insane. of that whole whole that, announcement. Visually, I think that this was the most exciting and impressive-looking game we saw today. Yes, no, I I agree. Like visually, like this was one of the games where I was where you know it kind of it kind of uh, balances on that on that line between interesting me, but also I'm like I'm excited for this game. Like I want to see what this game comes out and actually ends up being because like if it's good, then I'll be really into this. Um, we also got Dirt Five from Codemasters, uh, and it was confirmed that both Nolan North and Troy Baker are going to be in the game, which is an interesting <laughs> interesting one to say the least. Uh, Dirt Five. We also got Scorn from Epp Software, and that's coming to Xbox Game Pass, and that was like very much the the horror looking game, very um, alien looking. Yeah, those, xenomorph style. Look, it looked like there was like a like a 
like an otherworldly doinker that was <laughs> that was peeking out a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, which watch that trailer; it's interesting. Uh, we got see it's it's spelt corves, but I'm assuming it's pronounced chorus. Rises well, they said chorus. like churches. They oh, said they chorus in it. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I missed them say it, so I'll, so I was like reading it as corves. But yeah, chorus rises one similar to the traverses or churches. Um, that's going to be coming with with smart delivery. That's the game that has like Star Fox gameplay, but like it looked yeah like Star Fox style. meet control, which is kind of kind of interesting. Um, yeah, it, it looked like it uh, it controls a bit floatier than I particularly like when it comes to like Starfighter combat stuff, but. Um, definitely one that like I want to keep my eye on. We then got Madden 21, uh, and and that was confirmed for smart delivery. But then in an EA press release, there was some fine print that is very interesting that, that we'll have to look at uh, right now. Right, it, uh, Wario 64 tweeted out this morning, right after the whole inside Xbox thing, and after after the dust had settled, there's some fine print uh, in, in EA's press release, right, where they're talking about players can upgrade Madden NFL 21 from Xbox One to Xbox Series X at no cost. Uh, they go into talking about it, but then at the end of that, they say, to receive the offer, players must, must purchase Madden NFL 21 on the Xbox One by December 31st, 2020, and upgrade to Xbox Series X by March 31st, 2021. And this seems to be the first instance of a, like, a, a, a time, like, a timed smart delivery game, right? A game where you can only get smart delivery from a certain time period, which is interesting. Um, yeah. I got a question. I got a question here from Robert Mims who writes in and says, "Not 20 minutes after the showcase for third-party Xbox Series X titles go live, goes live, EA releases a statement saying that that Madden 21 will only be available for smart delivery between certain dates. This entirely undercuts the point of smart delivery and is a terrible look for both EA and the smart delivery feature right out the gate." My question for you is, do you think this will become more commonplace for smart delivery from big publishers not wanting to lose out on potential revenue? Do you think it could be a, a licensing problem like Fran Mirabella mentioned on Twitter? Thanks, Robert. I mean, I think it could be many things. I think it comes down to it's yay. And I also think that it is early in what this next gen looks like and how this all plays out. And I I wouldn't be surprised if this changes. I wouldn't be surprised if it stays the same. Like, I feel that... There's going to be a lot of um, struggle kind of getting the marketing down and understanding down of like what next gen and current gen look like um, in terms of ownership of games and and how this all goes. And at the end of the day, like Microsoft can talk about smart delivery all they want, but we're in a weird place right now where PlayStation hasn't officially announced their side of it. So until they do, I think there is going to be a lot of this murky understanding of how the third parties are going to handle it because their hands are a little bit tied right now because they can't talk about it unilaterally. Yeah, smart delivery is one of those things where I like I don't think we'll truly understand what the ramifications are going to be of it until we're actually there. Like one until PlayStation reveals what they're doing on their side of things, right? Whether they're going to have cross buy or not. But then yeah, like once we're actually doing this in practice, right, and we're able to see like all right, okay, so smart delivery is up for Madden NFL 21. Can I still play it backwards? or i guess i'll play it backwards compatible or, or like how however that stuff kind of kind of plays out because i know every time we have this conversation on the on the show things kind of get get murky because i think we all kind of understand what it is but in practice there's just like a, a, a lot of questions on how things are going to fall i gotta be clear um, with you bless mm-hmm. i watched that episode of games daily of you and greg and y'all broke my brain where i'm like how is this this complicated <laughs> no it's one of, and here's tim i've had about 10 people slide into my dms 
right? Talk and talking about you guys, it's simple, it's easy. This is what smart delivery is. Every single one of those people said something different. Yeah. <laughs> like in it's... terms of how it works, right? There are certain people that are describing it as cross buy. There are certain people that are, that are describing it as you're just downloading the ass- assets. It's just like Xbox One to Xbox One, One X, right? Like the thing that the thing that matters about smart delivery that I think we all understand, and, and th- this is really what it comes down to, right? You buy the game once, you have that game on your systems, on multiple systems, right? Yeah. You buy that game on Xbox One, One X, you're going to have it on Series X. That's the thing that, that matters when it comes down to smart delivery, and you're getting the enhanced version. Yes. Um, but, yeah, in practice, right, I think that's where, like, a lot of questions come uh, come down to, like, all right, how much is this this EA thing going to matter, right? Like, this is this is sucky press for both EA and smart delivery because smart delivery was in the trailer, right? They're, they had the smart delivery logo in the trailer. And so that then, like, that then points to, okay, this isn't, like the fact that you, that you can have it uh confined to a window seems pretty 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 weird and i wonder yeah like to robert's question here right like are we gonna see that quite a bit i i'm with you tim that i think it is an ea thing this is this is kind of a very historically like an ea move <laughs> to limit limit a thing arbitrarily like this and yeah like i yeah, I I don't know this 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 whole this whole ordeal. I don't understand why they they're they're doing it. I wonder if it is a licensing thing. I can't really really speak to that. Um, but yeah, it's a bad look. It's a bad it's look. A bad look. I think that it like I said earlier, like I expect it to kind of be taken back. But I also think that it's one of those things that I that we need to learn more about how PlayStation's going to deal with it and all this stuff. But I think at the end of the day, it won't be until a year from now when this is a bit more of the norm that we're looking at it and we're seeing like how does this actually affect gamers and consumers as they're buying their products? Like, is this actually negative news or is it just something that like compared to everything else seems really bad, which it does for sure. But is Madden a game that is annualized in the way that it is bought and played? Um, I, I I don't know if EA is just trying to like get ahead of it being like, you're not good in the next game. You're not getting Madden 22 or whatever, which is stupid as hell. But, mm-hmm. you know, I can see that. But next year, I think this will all, all be a moot point. We then got Vampire the Masquerade 2, uh, which is which, which includes smart delivery. Um, we got Call of C or Call of the C from coming from Raw Fury, which also supports smart delivery, and it's coming to Xbox Game Pass, which is pretty cool. Uh, the Call Ascent, of C looked looked interesting. It looked it didn't really do much for me. It was one of those things where I was like, yeah, this looks like it could come out and be a good game, but like nothing about it really spoke to me specifically. Like it didn't it like it didn't stand out as unique. vampire masquerade looked absolutely horrible and i'm not saying that the game's not going to be good and that there's not people excited for it because i know that there is but Mm -hmm. for a game being shown off as one of 13 games showing off next gen gameplay that looked very 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 bad and i don't like i thought that was a very bad call to have that in this showing yeah i don't i i i've not seen gameplay of the original vampire of the masquerade and so i I I don't recall it having that art style, right? Like that kind of like cartoonish, like over the top kind of art style to it. And so like, yeah, upon seeing the the gameplay trailer, I think we were saying like different games, right? Like, or at least in my mind, I was like, all right, is this Dead Island? Is this Bioshock? Like, what is this? This looks weird. And also like, I feel like it, the trailer kind of came off as a bit framey. Like it didn't it didn't necessarily look great at all visually. People in the, people in the chat are saying, uh, what exactly made it look bad? It, it was like the character models. Like they for something that is like showing off next gen, it's just like kind of disappointing that we're seeing characters that look that bad. 
the environments looked really great thanks to the ray tracing and thanks to all that other stuff but i just feel like this trailer is a great example of where xbox missed the mark on this showing where it's like explain to me what is going to make games look better about next gen and showing this i'm like no man it, that's that ain't it chief uh we also got the ascent uh which is supporting smart delivery uh the medium which is which is announced for holiday 2020 which we were talking about earlier right that's coming to xbox game pass uh has music by akira yamaoka uh, of silent hill uh, it's a horror game made by blooper team which they did uh, observer and blair witch uh, you play as Marianne, a medium, uh, and you can see two different worlds, the real world and the spirit world. Uh, the game takes place in Krakow, Poland, or Krakow, Poland. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce that one. And then uh, they said that there will be no loading screens between switching worlds. And we saw that in the trailer, and it looked super cool. Where It kind of wiped, and uh, we, we saw the world in front of her transform. This is the type of game that like, I think is this is the standout for me of this entire show. And I think that it has potential to be a original Hellblade style hit. Yeah, I can see that. Like, it, I think this is this is definitely a standout of the show for sure. Like, this is the this is one of the ones where I was like, okay, cool. Like, this one is speaking to me in a way where I look at some of the other games and they kind of, I don't know, blend together for me. Um, Scarlet Nexus uh, was revealed, right? That's the anime looking game that I thought at first Code Vein, but then ended up looking like Ast- Astral Chain. Uh, developed by Bandai Namco Studios, uh, including a former Tales of dev. Uh, Second Extinction uh, was announced, supporting smart delivery. Looked pretty cool. Looked like Turok, but not Turok. Uh, we got Yakuza Like a Dragon, which was announced for, for the launch slate, uh, supporting smart delivery, and will we'll be part of the Xbox Series X launch, and also uh, coming to Xbox One and Windows 10. And then lastly, we got well, that Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay. Uh, with the Yakuza thing, I mean, like, that that's a big deal. You know, like, Xbox yeah. kind of committing to the Japanese side of games is, as Snowbike Mike was talking about in our um, Reacts video, it's like, that's a, a big deal for the ecosystem of Xbox and the library of its games because they've always struggled to have uh, relevance in Japan. And I think that getting ahead of that, like, from the start is a, is a very good look. Um, so I yeah. think that's good news at the very least. A couple of E3s ago, I want to say it felt like they were really making a, a thing to come out and really support that that market in, in that that side of games, right? And like you've seen it also with um, Fantasy Star Online too, right? That coming to Xbox, like they they've been doing a good job of really committing to having more Japanese games come to the platform. And I, I mean, like look, last thing. year at a or wait, no, it wasn't last year, but at that E3 press conference where they had Devil May Cry 5, like a very, very, very Japanese game uh, being yep. shown off. And then uh, it was the XO event like last year where they did the whole like, and you know, Final Fantasies, like pretty much all of them and Kingdom Hearts, all of them. Yeah. Like, I mean, Yakuza games. is on Game Pass, right? Like they've been they've been really taking ownership of bringing bringing those games to the platform and yeah like it's moving forward it's only going to do good for them right that's only going to bring more people over to xbox especially if you're including these games on game pass um which is going to go a long way into selling game pass for mm-hmm. people who like otherwise would have looked at game pass and, and and been like all right like these games are cool but there's like i'm a jrpg jrpg person and i'm not saying jrpgs here right i'm saying more so like doom and halo and master chief collection all this stuff yeah. um and so yeah no like this is this is a dope move for them in the same conversation as yakuza like a dragon amon in dc or amon uh from dc writes in and says hey kfgd hosts it appears we may have our first look at xbox series x box art and kevin i have a link in here that you're going to want to click and pull up uh amon 
Amen. Amen? Yeah, Amen uh, shares a link and says, the link above uh, takes you to the Yakuza Like a Dragon website. After entering your age, select Xbox as your platform. You'll see the following image. As, as has been speculated, the top banner just reads Xbox with specific indications beneath indicating compatibility with Xbox One and Xbox Series X. There's also an optimized for Xbox Series X badge as well. While it may not be final, it seems to indicate for the streamlining of console branding we, ex- we expected to see from Xbox this generation. What are your thoughts? Do you think this is the final iteration, or should we expect additional changes? Thanks, and have a great rest of your Thursday. Kevin, has, is it... Oh, yeah, it looks like it looks like it's up. And so, yeah, you have, like, the, the Xbox logo at the top, right? Um, just being the Xbox branding. And then under that, you have Xbox Series X and Xbox One. Tim, do you have any, any thoughts on if this is probably going to be the official final design for the boxes or i buy it i think this is either 100 percent or 90 percent what it looks like at the end of the day there might be little shifts of positioning and things but I, like this is this is what i expected for a while from their branding of making it an xbox box and then just the rest of the what series and what you know platform blah 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 put that in smaller fine print yeah, my only my only issue with the box is that uh, the optimized for Series X logo is a bit too big. Like you gotta, I think I think you gotta shorten that up, or not shorten uh, it up, but make it a bit smaller. I, I think that that's just going to be an unfortunate thing of the next year of these games. They're going to have them, and we're just going to have to deal with it because that's important messaging they have to get across. And I feel like I'm, like that makes the box look ugly, but they're not going to make it a sticker on the plastic. It's going to be on the box art. Yeah, which is kind of unfortunate. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think I'm with you that. I think this is 90% of the way there, right? Like I and I, I think all the information as it's presented is going to is going to be what is presented, but I could see them like maybe changing some of the some of the visual presentation of it, you know, maybe making it look um sleeker, cleaner, or whatever they, they need to do um with the final product. But yeah, I think this is pretty much what you're gonna get, right? The Xbox logo at the top, under that you're gonna see the platforms. Uh if they do announce Xbox Series S or whatever the, the second platform might be uh during their I guess June event, like you'll see that added to boxes. And I wonder if that's also going to get like an optimized for Series S logo. Probably not, because uh, Series X is the one they want to pu- push at, as the powerful platform. Um, but yeah, I think this is what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty okay with it, aside from like that big so- old Series X thing. Story number three Could Mass Effect trilogy finally be coming to Sheriff? Uh, or finally be coming? This is from Sheriff Saeed of uh, VG247, who writes, it looks like EA's mis- mysterious game this year is a Mass Effect remaster. This week, EA published a full year financials for its fiscal year 2020 and confirmed most of the games coming between now and March 2021. One such, mysteri- uh, one such mystery is an unannou- unannounced project EA simply referred to as HD game. The publisher didn't specifically say anything about the project, not even hinting that it could be a remaster slash remake of an old game. It turns out, at least according to GamesBeat, the project is indeed a remaster. At the very end of the site's piece covering EA's release, journalist Jeff Grubb revealed that that the HD project is a remaster of the entire Mass Effect trilogy. Though he did not point out that it would be that it won't be out on Nintendo Switch, at least not at launch. It's obviously unclear if that'll take the form of three separate games or a single package, though Grubb's comment seems to suggest the latter. Nonetheless, the concept is, is exciting for many reasons. Uh, Tim, did you see this this rumor start to make the the rounds? I did. Like yesterday. Yeah. Do you have any takes on this? Do you think it's it's the case? Um, I mean, I do, I think that it's inevitable that we get this this trilogy at some point. In the same way that I think it's inevitable we get the Metroid Prime trilogy, and it's just kind of a matter of when. When? Yeah. 
I'm 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 kind of with you. I'm surprised they haven't already done it. I feel like that would have been a slam dunk this last generation, especially because it's been like a down generation for Mass Effect, um, with Mass Effect Andromeda. But maybe the plan is maybe the plan has been to like get some distance from Andromeda and then drop the trilogy as like a, hey everybody, let's get happy again for Mass yeah, Effect. Totally, like, that really that really could be the case. I got a question here from Demon King Oda who writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can and says what's up blessing tim according to an article on VentureBeat from jeff grubb buried in data from a, from a financial call is apparent confirmation that ea will be remastering the mass effect trilogy this fiscal year i've heard these rumors for years but this seems more credible than usual how likely do you think this is to be true finally after all these years of us fans uh super fans clamoring for it uh thanks as always uh for continuing to do what you do stay safe we're in the end game now um and yeah like we like we said i think in terms of the likeliness of this rumor uh or i guess this report from jeff grubb like i i i never know how 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 these things kind of come down to right when when it comes to one person like a he said he said she said kind of thing jeff grubb uh correctly predicted the last direct like the direct mini right and like even even when it even when it seemed like it wasn't gonna happen everybody was doubting him he kind of kind of still stuck to his guns with it and that ended up happening yeah, man. So, I, like, I, I he has a Jeff decent Grubb. track record. He's definitely the homie, and he, you know, it's like he's he's been right about stuff. So it's just like you know, he and he's eagle-eyed when it comes to this type of thing. Um, so I definitely it, this is going to happen. It is just a matter of when. Then our last story, story number four: Assassin's Creed Valhalla is not the biggest game in the franchise. I'm pulling this from Joe Scrabbles at IGN, uh, made up name. Who writes? Assassin's Creed Valhalla will be shorter and smaller than some other Assassin's Creed games to address criticism that Assassin's Creed Odyssey was somewhat bloated. The move was revealed by Ubisoft Middle East Ooh, head of communications suck. Malik Tef- Malik Tefaha. You don't like you don't like it, Kevin. You don't like a smaller, more condensed. Assassin's no, Creed game? dude. Assassin's Creed was fucking amazing. Like Odyssey, like the giant giant world that I've enjoyed so much. Oh my god, it's mm. such a blast. Mm. The move was revealed by Ubisoft Middle East head of communications Malik uh, Tefaha. Tafaha on Twitter uh, and as translated by VG247 and confirmed by IGN. Quote, FYI, it won't be the longest or biggest game in the series. They address criticism on this one. End quote. While Odyssey's epic scale and 60, 60 hour plus length were appreciated by many, there was there was mention of the amount of less meaningful content and long travel times between major moments. In our mostly glowing review, we did single that out for criticism. Quote, and this is, talk, this is IGN's review. Oftentimes, the payoff of a major character reveal was doled because I had to spend six hours chasing my tail through half the Greek world to reach it, end quote. Kevin, so uh, come back come back to us because I want to talk to you about this because you're the Assassin's Creed guy here. Um, yeah, it's 120 hours in like three weeks. It's pretty cool. Jesus. My eyes Is that what you really want from an Assassin's Creed game? Uh, like another 120-hour experience? Fuck yeah, dude. I was honestly, like, it's funny. I understand their criticisms, but they're stupid and super wrong. Because uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Just to I be clear, Kevin, I know. Because it was so much fun to travel between stuff. It, like the yeah, it would take a long time. Eventually, you, you could like, you know, you open up all fast the travel. little fast travel stuff. Yeah, but like often I chose to just travel because it was so much fun to like be like just running or riding your horse through the road and and encountering something or someone. Um, and suddenly there was this little story and a lot of them were a lot of fun. It, every time I had those moments, I, I enjoyed them. They weren't like bullshit moments where I was like, I don't want to do this thing. 
it was the opposite. I would land on an island and be excited to go and clear as many things as I could just because the way they the all the missions were they were a blast. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I know I know like size and scope and, and and the ways that people receive size and scope kind of varies from game to game. And so like I know for for a lot of people, The Witcher Three being as big and condensed as it is, right? Like it, for a lot of people that felt like it was just too much. Like you know, it, it it's kind of over the top in terms of how many side quests you know you can have and you, and you can do. But for me, I kind of like how that makes the world feel bigger in a lot of games. That's why I'm really excited for Cyberpunk, and that's why, why that's why I really enjoyed like Breath of the Wild. Like at a certain point with Breath of the Wild, like I haven't I I haven't 100% of the game because like I don't want to collect all those Korok seeds. That seems ridiculous, but. I like the idea that it feels like there's infinite things to do in that game because it makes yeah. the world kind of feel bigger and, and feel uh, endless in a way that's kind of cool to me. Um, so but I like kind of Spider-Man's I, like that too. Spider-Man PS4. So many, yeah, there's just so many things to do mm-hmm. that it always I mean, felt like there was a shit ton, right? Spider-Man PS4, I feel like, was felt more contained in the way that, like, I want, like, I think we both actually platinum Spider-Man yeah. PS4. And it felt, it felt like there was an end point at a certain point. It felt like there was, there was an end like, point. But what I'm saying is like, as you were playing, I mean, it took a long time to do that, right? And But True, I feel like, yeah. and, and I'm not saying that like all the things were equally valuable and worth it because they definitely were not. But there was that feeling for a very long time of there's constantly new things happening. And like, you can't get to your goal without being pulled in like the direction of four different things that you kind of want to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. And I feel what you're saying there. And like, I had, I, I remember back in the day having like the same, a similar feeling with Spider Man 2 on PS2, right? Because that was like the first open world Spider Man game where you could yeah. kind of look, uh, go around the city and all, and all that stuff. And it felt like, like, you did feel like you're part of a huge city. And there, there are a lot of larger systems that play that are working around you. And you had like a limitless amount of, of like missions you can do, despite them always like repeating. Um, but at the time, I was just like, still like, wow, like limitless content. Yeah, there's something about that that I feel like is, uh, is cool, and I, I I think works for for a lot of gamers. But I think there's also a certain sect of gamers that aren't with that that just want to like be able to complete a thing and and don't like things pe- feeling overwhelming or to the to the to IGN's point, right? Like traveling between points, feeling like it's filled with bloat. I know a lot of people had complaints about bloat with Final Fantasy VII remake. Like it's interesting interesting to see different people kind of have different takes on these different things. Tim, I'm very curious to see how big or how small Assassin's Creed Valhalla's world is. But the release of that game is so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mama Grop shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by, that's right, the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Do 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 yeah. Out today, we got Void Bastards for PS4 mm-hmm. and Switch, uh, which I'm actually playing currently. Uh, we have Infinite Beyond the Mind for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. We have Spirit of the North for Switch and PC. 80s Overdrive for Switch. Cloud-based Prime for Switch. That sounds like an Amazon service. Uh, the Bullet Time of Revenge for Switch. <laughs> the Bullet Time of Revenge. All right. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob uh, Mall Brawl is out for Switch and PC. Garrett Tory is out for Switch. Ghost Files Memory of a Crime is out for Switch. Monochrome World is out for Switch. Lonely Mountains Downhill is out for Switch. Slayin' 2 is out for Switch. Relic Hunter Zero Remix is out for Switch. I should have just said Switch at the beginning and just read these names. Fledgling Heroes is out for Switch. Tennis Club Story, Switch. Pong Quest, Switch. And then Celestian Tales Realms of Beyond, or Realms Beyond, is out today for PC. Drift 21 is out for PC. Swiper for PC. Idle Big Devil 
is out today for PC. And then in addition to the one-time GTA $500,000 gift throughout the month of May, Double Rewards are now available for players in all biker cell missions and clubhouse contracts, as well as Rockstar Transform races, which I might actually be be uh, taking part in because that sounds like a good time. I love them Transform races. <laughs> and then lastly for out today, uh, Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020 is out for Android, iOS, and Fire OS. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know those games came out Amazon. on OS, on uh, iOS. Uh, new dates for you. Total War Warhammer 2, The Warden in the Paunch DLC is coming May twenty <laughs> first. I have no idea what a paunch is. It, it sounds like I said something offensive. Uh, new DLC, Bloodstained. Uh, or I guess new DLC for Bloodstained is out for PC, PS4, Xbox One, arriving on Nintendo Switch at the end of the at the end of May slash beginning of June. And then new DLC for for Indivisible is out for PS or is coming out for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and arriving on Switch at the end of the month. Uh, Disintegration. Launches on June sixteenth, twenty twenty, and then lastly, those who remain is releasing digitally on May twenty eighth for PS four, Xbox One, and Steam PC. Now it is time for reader mail. You can write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Manscaped. Flowers are blooming, the grass is growing, and it's time to mow your lawn. Thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped. You can trim the hedges below the belt safely and efficiently. I'm talking about ball trimmers. Manscaped is here to make sure your balls are smooth and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. Tim, have you gotten to use Manscaped? He went to the bathroom. Oh, he did go to the bathroom. (laughs) Obviously, he went to the bathroom to go use Manscaped. Tim is shaving right now, and let me tell you, he loves it. He loves it. He's coming back to the show cleaner than ever. Manscaped is the only men's men's brand dedicated to below the waist grooming. They op- they have they have forever changed the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0. Precision precision engineered tools for your family jewels. The perfect package 3.0 comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. This Third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free. That, if, if you can hear the flushing in the background, that's uh, Tim finishing up his manscape routine. Uh, millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped uh, crop preserver and anti chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside, and this is crucial so your balls stop sticking to your leg. And as our treat, you'll find the Crop Reviver, which will keep your balls smelling fresh, just like spring flowers. Subscribe to the Perfect Package uh, and get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer. Deliver it to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays hygienic and clean. For a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag, that's $39 value add, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing manscaped boxer briefs. This is the Perfect Package for your perfect package get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code games 20 at manscaped.com do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code games 20 at manscaped.com again 20 percent off free shipping manscaped.com code games 20 it's spring cleaning baby and your balls will thank you thank Tim. you bless uh, like, like we were talking about on the on the show just now during the, the ad read, you went to the bathroom just now to use your manscape. Did you enjoy it? I did. Oh yeah, man. I am looking real fresh, real clean down there. That's how quick it is. That's how quick it is, man. And that light will help you out, man. The mm-hmm. the shining light. That's a part oh, of the, yeah. the manscape 3.0 that they added. Anthony, 
Corbett writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can and says hey guys with today's inside xbox's mediocre show i was wondering why have videos like this it seems to me these types of shows just bring ill will more than anything else i'm not a video game marketing person but i feel like if you just had a hype video that was all the trailer that was all the trailers but follow them up with a single tweet that would be better that would be better than everyone getting hyped uh at a sh- hyped a show like today that's what that's what they wrote uh, i also want to point out that if this is playstation i would feel the same way i think if you i think if you don't have any bangers why do you do an event like this what do you guys think timothy these are all excellent questions man and you know as somebody that is a a super fan of production a super fan of video games a super fan of content like i feel like this it worked on in some of those levels i think the production of the event was great i thought that the content was lacking and i think that from a gaming perspective this didn't get me much more excited if at all more excited for next gen and i think that should that was its mission statement and in that sense it failed um i've been seeing a couple tweets i think it was actually cameron kennedy um who tweeted out this morning saying like we haven't had a great video game presentation in like a year and you know it's i i struggling to say that he's wrong right um i i miss i want to be a fanboy of all three of the big guys right i want to be a fanboy of nintendo and sony and microsoft i want to support them and i want them to show me things that make me go wow and i feel like it's been a while since i've I've felt that feeling um at least in in this type of uh, in a presentation where it is a bunch of announcements right and i feel like this Another tweet that to reference his friend this morning was tweeting about it where it just this just kind of felt like games that they had that they could put together instead of games that they wanted to show. And that is, you know, problematic yeah. when we're when we're talking about things that are taking up um time and and marketing mindshare when it comes to this. Like it's not that any of these things were horrible and that it's like, oh man, the Xbox fucking sucks. But none of it was like, oh man, the Xbox is incredibly rad. Yeah, no, I'm with you there, and I think the 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 point of we haven't had a great video game event, like it feels like in in like a year, right? Like I th- I think part of that comes with growing pains of trying to figure out like what what the future is, right? Like Nintendo Nintendo has something special with Direct, right? But even Nintendo, right? Like it, there's a certain limit they hit where it's like, all right, like we have a Nintendo Direct Mini because we just don't have much things to 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 show, right? Like even 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 they 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 lately have been having like an off time in terms of how to show games and present games. And I think companies are just just trying to figure it out, right? Like inside Xbox historically has been more of a hey, these this these are presentations for our community. We're giving like a lot of inside baseball stuff. We're going to we're giving you updates on Sea of Thieves and Gears and games that are already on the platform along with like, you know, some announcements but like nothing that's really going to rock your socks off right right like we're not having a cyberpunk reveal at inside xbox um i think for i think this time around this was an example of them trying to meet in the middle a bit and having like trying to have their cake and eat it too where you know they did advertise this as new information new announcements you know an update on assassin's creed valhalla new gameplay and that's stuff that you would have in an inside xbox but yeah, like if, if we're looking at inside Xbox as a product, like this is a better one. Like this was like hundred percent one of the best inside X. I haven't watched all of them, but I, I, I would say from, this is the best one. Yeah, like this is the, this is the only one that I've watched. Now I, I came away being like, yeah, like there were quite a few the, the few of those games that I'm going to play, and like there are so many new games it was that I'm now format, aware of. Yeah, it was the format like, yeah. more than anything. This was treated more like a a modern press conference. Yeah, but it also wasn't, which is which is why I think like they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. Where 
you know, like the caliber of announcements felt very inside Xbox. The way they presented it felt, you know, future looking because they want to because they want to set up the Xbox Series X. But when you try to when you try to kind of um, live in both worlds, you know, and, and have it be an inside Xbox and have it be ba- like wrap it up with like interviews with developers and also like, you know, show these games that aren't necessarily the most hype as the games, but are going to be exciting for niches of people. Right. Like you're I, I, I think you then you then stretch yourself thin in a way yeah. where the broader audience just isn't isn't going to be pleased coming out of it. Being critical of these is always uh difficult to deal with because you know people kind of get really attached to certain things and you know get defensive about it but like at the end of the day what you just said about you know there's these games that are going to speak to certain people that's true of every single video game ever right and at some point Mm -hmm. these are not just made to hit niches it's they need to hit on a different level and i feel like when you look at nintendo directs or good playstation conferences um, that we've seen the last couple years there is that thing of like cool there's going to be 12 games three of them are going to speak to you in a way of of major consequence. And if they don't, then I feel like that presentation didn't live up to standards and is disappointing. Like I have such high expectations of a Nintendo direct because they have led me to believe what that looks like. So when there isn't a major reveal in one, it's a letdown because there's a cadence that they, they have set, but when there is one, it's really exciting and it it doesn't feel like Mm -hmm. just the expectation, right? Um, and that's why when they do things like the direct mini or they try to have different uh, branding, I respect that because at least it is trying to like set the expectations of, hey, don't at all expect there to be a major reveal. Uh, when we look at the PlayStation State of Play is like I I would not argue that any of them have been killer because they haven't been. But at least they had big things like Final Fantasy seven and um, Resident like, Evil uh, uh, Resident. Yeah, Resident Evil three and, and things like that. It's like there are these moments that there's kind of an expectation there that if state of play were to put out a new one and not even have that, it'd be like, well, that was a bummer. And I feel like this is, is kind of on that level because whatever your expectations were, I don't think anybody would deny that it would have been much more exciting. Had we seen one of the games we're talking about of a Bethesda game or a Capcom game or, you know, something that is a Warner brothers game. Right. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very curious when we actually get those announcements, announcements too, right? I wonder if it is like, like we're still at a place where they haven't opened the floodgates, right? Like we still haven't had the big PlayStation event, and we still haven't had the big Xbox event, right? And I'd say I almost say big in quotes for Xboxes. I don't even think like even the the June event. I don't know if it's going to be big. Like I feel like this monthly thing is, saying, really to, is going to be kind of where where we're at, but. Yeah, like I wonder I wonder at what point do we get the announcements of like not saying Starfield is going to be revealed this year, but something like Starfield or or um the Harry po- new Harry Potter game or the Batman game, you know, or like what uh Mass Effect trilogy po- uh, potentially, right? When are we going to get these types of announcements? And I I think like I I think it's going to be June. Like I I hope it's going to be June. Right, like I, you, you would. You I just hate that we're in May. These things have started, and it's we're, we're just we're going to keep punting it. We're just going to keep on punting, man. Yeah, I fucking hope it's June. I hope it is. I hope Ju- the July show is the killer show of Xbox first parties that we've been been waiting for. And like real talk, that doesn't need to be a thousand announcements. It just needs to be a couple super high quality games with a couple promises in the future. Right? If July they come out and Halo Infinite is fantastic. And we get to see a little bit more of Hellblade, and they just make announcements of what some of the other teams are working on. That's really all they need to do. But at this point, 
And, you know, of course, there's also all the, the Corona stuff going on. So it's just like I understand that everyone's plans are all up in, up in the air and like everything's changed and shifted anyways. But uh, what we saw today did not instill me with faith that the next couple months are going to be filled with super hype uh, press conferences. And I think it's just going to be a bit more of drip feed information of a lot of stuff coming out. And every once in a while, there'll be exciting moments like the Last of Us trailer we got yesterday. Tim, now it's time to squat up. Alex Brown writes in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. It's like you can. It says, uh, most of my friends are on Xbox, so I don't have hardly any on PlayStation. I'm looking for fellow best friends to join me on Predator Hunting Grounds to have some fun and level up together in private matches. Also playing in private matches, this means we have a better chance at becoming Predator. Uh, Alex Brown's PSN username is Alex Jack brown all one word alex jack brown so if you want to squat up uh with alex on some predator go for it adam uh play with them have a good time now it's time for kind of funny.com slash you're wrong where you let us know what we get wrong as we get it wrong as we do the show so we can correct it for people watching uh later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe let's see here lord of pwn says madden did not have the smart delivery logo in its trailer today it's a good note did we say did we say that it had the logo? Yeah, the we did. Oh, okay. Let's see. Uh Kebab says there are three Animal Crossing spin-offs, Happy Home Designer for 3DS, uh Amiibo Festival for Wii U, both in twenty fifteen, and Pocket Camp on mobile. Most fan, most fans try to ignore them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Grub is saying Madden NFL twenty one is not smart delivery, it's completely separate. It's EA's own upgrade path, which is very important. More similar to last gen's kind of upgrade system that like Ubisoft that, had. That then makes sense. And that makes it less of an indictment on uh X on Xbox's side of things. Way more of an indictment on EA side of things. Mm-hmm. And then Nailbot just says breaking the medium and the ascent are confirmed as Xbox Series X and PC exclusives. So that's actually a really big deal. I when think you that... Xbox Series X, does that mean not Xbox One? Huh. I mean, that's an even bigger deal. <laughs> it's yeah. exclusive to the Series X. That's that'd be really cool. Um, but either way, I feel like it being an Xbox exclusive is like, okay, cool. At least there was something of some real like Xbox consequence shown today. Yeah. No, and for that sure. also goes I'm back to what that. I was saying of like it I see potential of that kind of being a um a hell hellblade style hit. If it's good. If it's good, yeah. Zaxxon Galaxian says, Bright Memory is actually available on Steam right now, and if you get it now, you will get Bright Memory Infinite for free. Not sure if it's just an upgraded version or a sequel, but figured it might be good to know. That's very good to know, actually, because I might check that out, because that game looks cool. And that's it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tomorrow's hosts are me and Greg, so stay tuned for that. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash fun slash kind of funny games we run you the nerdy i was gonna say find a cunny and i was like that's not where that's not what it is uh <laughs> we run you through through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time game daily <laughs>